Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. In today's episode, I'm going to be discussing femininity and and what does that actually mean and how we can sort of live more in it and be truly more authentically ourselves in our intimate relationships. Um, Quite often, I feel and meet most women when I'm doing that, this sort of work with them, uh, and they're quite scared about actually being who they truly are. You know, they actually don't realise or recognise what it is to be themselves in, in a feminine way. So what is femininity? Um, well, there's the obvious traits such as um, being soft, being compassionate, being sensual and nurturing. But there's also the biggest strength that I found in our own vulnerability. But that vulnerability needs to be from a place of standing strong for it to be our greatest strength. I've mentioned in earlier episodes that, you know, we can default into sometimes negative feminine energy. And that happens when we're not feeling great about ourselves, we're not loving ourselves, we're not feeling valued, we're not feeling any great sense of self-worth or any sense of deservedness, uh, you know, and quite often living in what I call victim mode. And if you're vulnerable from that place, then obviously you're not going to attract great a great man or a great relationship or a great response in a current relationship from the man you're living with. You know that he might be sympathetic for a, a while, but it, in the in the long term, it won't be a very healthy relationship that you're attracting if you're in a place of really looking at yourself and not liking what you see, and um, your vulnerability is coming across from a place of you know your own victimization mindset. But when you are in a great place, when you have become more aware of your own self-talk, and you have done a you know, some work in learning to love yourself and admire yourself. And, you know, you're starting to feel that sense of self-worth and you're feeling that sense of deservedness. You know your boundaries, you know your value. If you're displaying vulnerability from that healthy place, then that's really powerful. And quite often women are frightened, um, you know, to actually embrace that as being their greatest source of strength, you know, from a, because there's fear attached to that, you know, there is usually, um, the other default mechanism that we tend to fall into, uh, is, is, is wanting to step into our masculine space and energy, uh, through our fears of not wanting to present our more vulnerable side from that, that powerful feminine space. But it really is a place of power and I really 
you know, I suppose want to get across that um, you, it's wonderful to experience that from a place of great well-being and, and a healthy mindset and know that it's, that is your your power when you can actually do that. So how do you do that? Well, a lot of this is down to learning how to relinquish control because a woman will never have passion for a man who he, who um, she can control. And the only reason why she wants to control usually is on the back of, I've spoke about this in previous episodes, it's on the back of, you know, if you've been through any sort of trauma or heartbreak or hurt, at the, especially at the hands of men, then you're more likely to want to feel in control of your relationships. And what that looks like is usually, you know, wanting to change him. There's quite a lot from women I work with that, you know, that they're still working on trying to change their man. And, you know, the healthiest relationships aren't built around trying to change our men. They're built around helping him and supporting him and being his best self, you know, helping him be who he truly is at his best masculine self rather than trying to change him to be more like you. Because <laughs> believe me, if you try and change him to be more like you, what you'll end up with is a relationship where you think to yourself, actually, now he is a bit more like me and he's a, become a masculine version of me. That's not attractive to you. And I know this for a fact because, you know, I've experienced it. So it isn't about, you know, focusing on trying to change him. It's about working on yourself and helping him become the best he can be from that place of having worked on yourself and become more aware of what it is that you can do to really live in your best, healthiest place. So um, examples of relinquishing control. Um, quite often, I see relationships where, you know, women are not only trying to change their men to be more like them and do things their way, um, but they're also very quick um, to criticise their man um, and to really um, complain at which they, the, the men, this is here as nagging, uh, and also to compare them with other people or other men. So these are the three the C's that I quite often refer to in my trainings and teachings and when I'm working with clients are around criticising, complaining and comparing, which are a big no-no. So I feel that on the one hand, women are going to think to themselves, yes, but what about men? You know, they, they say and do things that aren't pleasant and they, they're equally as responsible to an unhealthy or unfulfilling relationship as what we are. And yes, I agree with that. However, what I am saying, because men and women are different and men are more solitary and want to work out their own problems, especially around personal relationships for themselves, that uh, I mainly end up working with women because women are more likely to want to share. They're more likely to reach out, especially around personal self-help information and even more especially around how to enhance their relationships or attract their ideal relationships. 
So that's why I'm addressing most of this information to women. It's not that I think that men don't need to know this information. It's not that I don't think I can help men. I certainly can. But what I do know is that, you know, because the the masculine and the feminine are different, uh, that women are more likely to be subscribing and listening to this information than men are. So forgive me. Um, you know, for most of my information being directed at women, it's not, as I say, that I believe that we need to do all the work. But what I can tell you is if you do do the work, then you will, on the back of changing yourself and becoming more aware, indirectly change him as well, because he won't help be able to help himself, but respond to the way you're positively changing. So once your mindset's been changed and once your behaviours start changing, his will too in a positive way. So it's a win-win for everybody in the end. So um, part of having great fulfilling relationships is, is having that awareness around how we communicate. And for women, it's, a, it's also noticing, you know, our tonality of voice, you know, making sure that when we're speaking, it's, it's from a place of respecting our partner and also acknowledging that um, we might sound as though we're nagging. And, and, and quite often, you know, that's from a place of probably not feeling heard because the main criticism and complaint I hear from women is that they don't feel heard. And quite often that's because they don't understand when, when would be a good time to speak to their man. And a good time to speak to him is... Um, by by giving him the heads up, really, because men are more uh, one task focus rather than the multitask focus. So if he's otherwise, you know, engaged in, say, watch, watching some sports on TV or reading a newspaper or is, is engaged in an activity on his laptop or whatever it might be. then just know it might not be a great time for him to suddenly drop everything <laughs> and come and do what you would like him to do. So. A good way to approach a man when you want his attention would be to say, when you've got a minute, would you? And then outline what you, what you would really, what you really would, would want and desire from him rather than, you know, demanding that um, you want his attention now or you want him to do something now when he might be in the middle of something. Even if he's relaxing, as I say, chilling out, watching the sport on the TV, it might be an important match that, you know, it's got his favourite team and you wouldn't deny him that really, would you? Uh, as you would expect him to interrupt you if you're watching something you was engrossed in on the TV. So be mindful that, you know, men are very um, solitary focused and they, they like to get one task done before they start a new one. So a good time and a good way to be able to get his full attention would be to say when you've got a minute um, or when you can spare me a minute, you know, I'd just like you to let me know. And then you could put it to him what you want, would like him to do. And you're much more likely to get a positive response and you're much more likely to get whatever you need doing done <laughs> or you're much more likely to feel as though you're being heard that than having to keep repeating yourself, which will sound like nagging to him and complaining to him. And it'll feel like you are yourself, you know, that, to your own mind that you're doing those things as well. It'll feel like you're nagging because you're repeating yourself because you're not feeling as though you've been heard. So that's one thing we can do is be more mindful about what it is we're 
expected him to do and when we're expecting him to do it to get a good result. Um, another way would be a tip around what words you use when you're communicating with your man, because believe it or not, um, words like would or will you are more powerful than could or can you. Um, and I suppose the best way to sort of get the power of this across would be to give you the example of if a man said to you, um, could you marry me? It's nowhere near as powerful as if he says, will you or would you marry me? Uh, can you see and feel the difference in that communication? Well, it's the same for men as well. You know, there's more power in using the words would and will rather than they could or, or can, because he'll think to himself, yeah, I, I, I could do it, but do I want to? Whereas would you has, has that more power uh, behind it or will you? has that more power behind it as it in the question of will you marry me? Um, I don't really know the, the, the psychology behind why that's more powerful in terms of the words that we use, but I just know that it works. <laughs> so I'm just giving you that as a, a heads up tip in, in how you communicate going forward around what you would want or what your desires are in that context is to think about the W words of would and will. The other thing I wanted to touch on around femininity is um, what actually makes you feel feminine, because this varies from one to one. It, it really isn't about, you know, acting dizzy or, you know, um, uh, having loads of makeup on or um, dressed on, bit dressing only in pink and all that sort of thing. Th this varies from woman to woman. And it, it really is about... Um, what makes you feel feminine? For me, I, I don't very often, if at all, wear makeup. So it's not makeup for me that makes me feel feminine, but I do like to put flowers in my hair. I like to put flowers on my clothes. Um, I like to wear floaty skirts. Um, I don't necessarily like to wear high heels. I can't really walk very comfortably in high heels. So high heels doesn't do it for me. It doesn't make me feel feminine. You know, I'm much more comfortable in, in wedges if I want to heel. Uh, or kitten heels. Um, so, you know, it is something that varies from woman to woman, but what is it for you? You know, whether it's the, the underwear you're wearing, the clothes that you're wearing, the accessories that you're wearing, uh, whether you do or don't wear makeup. Um, as I say, it's, it's, it's down to you as an individual woman as to what actually makes you feel feminine and, and whether or not you... Um, decide um, that that's one thing makes you feel feminine, don't necessarily make it the same for anybody else. You know, as I said, it, it does vary from woman to woman. And that includes, um, you know, whether or not you, you want to wear nail varnish, for example, or, or perfume. So think about the things that actually do make you feel feminine out of those things that I've mentioned. Um, um, whether it's wearing your hair in a certain way or or getting pampered at a health farm or whatever. And, you know, just know that you'll exude that feminine energy on the back of you realising what it is that makes you personally feel feminine. And if you want to really attract more intimacy, 
in your current relationship or attract a, a man that's uh, very strong in his masculine energy, then just make sure that you're always in that space of knowing what works for you to make you feel feminine and that will naturally exude and be attractive to him. So I trust and hope you've got some tips in how to communicate and understand a little bit more around what it is to be the feminine energy and and to think about what it is to, that makes you feel more feminine. And really, as I said, what I wanted to get across more than anything is once you have worked on creating a safe environment for yourself to feel that sense of self-love, that self-worth and that deservedness and the high value around yourself, then you will notice that your greatest strength will be in accepting it's okay to be vulnerable. And there's huge, huge power and attraction within that where your man is concerned or your future man. Okay, I'm going to leave it there for now. Um, I'm hoping that you had some great insights and I just want to finish off with the usual true love starts with opening our hearts. So thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.